is a Subway sandwich actually a hot dog? I don't know, Holly. What do you think? No. No, it's not? I just think that a hot dog is a hot dog. Usually comes in a pack of eight. Okay. And that's that. Oh, so your so your concern is the packaging. No. <laughs> uh, my concern is that what when you label a hot dog hot dog in the grocery store, that's the hot dog. Like Nathan's hot dogs or like you have it like there mm-hmm. it's a mystery meat. It's you a mis- know what I mean? Okay, like, so a subway is not a mystery. No, meat. because you know like okay, I want roast beef and ham and whatever on my sandwich. Okay. Okay, so for you it's <laughs> Packaging and name brands. Uh, our yeah, guest is here. Packaging. Zach, could you chime in on this? Well, I know you brought this question up to me originally. So uh, is a Subway uh, a hot dog? I'm going to have to agree. I would say that no, a Subway sandwich isn't a hot dog. Because if you finish the statement, one, it's Definitely a Subway not. sandwich. Or a Subway sub. Uh, but kind of uh, in line with her answer, I would say for me, it is about the hot dog itself. Right? Okay. Um, the actual uh, meat and, and, and the product is what makes it a hot dog because if i remove the bun if i remove all the condiments and i just eat that mm-hmm. is it still a hot dog it's still a hot dog okay whereas with the subway if i remove all those contents it becomes more of a salad yeah <laughs> or if you remove all the contents it becomes just a loaf of bread okay or just becomes a loaf of bread and a hot dog has to be on a bun okay and that's where this kid's argument was that a bun is connected and so is a subway so that's how he identified subway, it as a hot dog but no like a meatball sandwich would yeah. be more of a hot dog than a Subway sandwich would. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Well, <laughs> nevertheless, this kid gave me a challenge that uh, sometime when I eat at Subway, he wants me to record myself ordering, and he wants me to order a meatball hot dog on a an Italian bun. So I'm going to try. I'm gonna do that sometime. Definitely are going to get some weird looks. I think so. I think so. And maybe, Zach, you'd like to join me for a, a Subway someday, and we can go in and order some Subway hot dogs. Uh, a Subway. Yeah, yeah. We'll take uh, two. Uh, <laughs> Yes. You don't even keep yeah. it straight. You don't even know what it's called We're anymore. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, thank you for your input on that uh, that strange that strange topic. It's just the, the right secret sauce, you know. Right. Hi everyone. Welcome back to Prevention Nation, where we believe that education and awareness can change the culture of violence. My name is Roy Lutz, and I'm Holly Smith. Um, yeah, so in case listeners haven't recognized the extra voice in the room, there is an extra voice in the room. Um, we have a guest today, and we're going to be talking about a few different things. But to introduce our guests, we're going to do a rapid-fire round of questions. So, my friend, are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> Excellent. he's behind me and I'm talking to him. Anyway, um, okay, your name and your job. Uh, my name is Zach McDaniel, and uh, my job, I'm a prevention educator for Tower House Prevention Services. Excellent. Uh, Zach, your favorite music genre? Ooh, uh, I'm, <laughs> that is a difficult one. Um, all right, so I'll go with my classic answer. I was born and raised and really got into it. It's actually, ironically, death metal. I, I know that's really mm. going to make Death metal? Wow. Yeah, yeah an instrumental uh, Celtic death metal, if I'm being... 100% I've never heard Celtic and death metal in right? the same sentence. No, no. Never. After uh, after this episode, I am going to have to have him play something on his playlist, right? So, okay. Um, all right. Favorite food? Uh, favorite food. Um, oh, that's a tough one. I like all food. Yeah, what me too. my favorite, though? Um, let's go with manicotti. Manicotti. Really good. Mm, yum, yum, yum. 
So from Manicotti to books or movies. Okay. Uh, I would go with. What's that, Holly? I said that's a hard question. That is a hard question. I guess uh, movies because I watch those more. uh, But a good book I'll really, really get into, and like more than any movie. Okay. I can't read books that fast, so I'd probably have to say movie. Yeah, me too. I like books. I just am not. Anyway, um, what's your favorite Warren County spot? My favorite Warren County spot. Yeah, it could be anything. Ooh, um, probably. Uh, there's actually some really good trails over by Caesars Creek, uh, mm. if you know where to find them. Uh, they have the real popular ones, uh, but some of them aren't as uh, well-known. And if you go out there, it can be really, really beautiful, especially in the winter. Uh, I actually think hiking in the winter in oh, yeah. is really fun. Okay. Excellent. Speaking of uh, places, so you're trapped on a desert or some sort of island, a tropical island, desert island, um, and you can bring two items. What would you bring, Zach? Trapped on a desert island. Sure. Two things. Yes. Uh, if I'm thinking about trying to get off the island, uh, probably something mm. like a long form radio. Uh, and I don't know what would like keep me. I mean, water would make sense. I'd probably have to go with water, and then like some sort of radio because you can survive longer without food, right? Yeah. Wow. You really mixed that up. I expected you to give. See, I find this to be an interesting question because I've always uh, offered or heard. Items that would help me sustain while I'm there, a uh, fire starter, water, um, some sort of pan or a knife or a machete. But somebody recently brought up, why wouldn't you want to leave? So why wouldn't you bring items like a like an airplane and a pilot? You know, so that is a really, if I, my brain didn't even go that far outside the box. I, I right. started down that yeah. path, but I didn't think about, I'd bring an airplane and fuel. Yes. But, I mean, and everybody's. Could you pilot the plane? Right. Yeah. I could you pilot? Plane, so okay. There you go. I, Right? right, so I'm gonna bring Zach in a plane. <laughs> oh, me too. I'll, I will bring Zach in a plane too. But I mean, I think that's just an interesting question that people are so content with where they're at versus looking to where they want to go. So that kind of is a segue into our next question. Yeah. Okay. So this is less rapid fiery. Is fiery a word? Fiery could be. Yeah, something's fiery. Okay. It um, is today. <laughs> uh, what has got you the most excited in 2021 in your job? We'll say in your job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, so right now, what I'm most excited for is actually here in the next week, we're officially launching our Be One of Us campaign, uh, which is focused on low-risk drinking right here in Warren County. Gotcha. Uh, I am actually uh, have a number of meetings, um, opportunities here at the Lebanon Show to present that, and our big billboard, I think it's scheduled to go up on 48 down as you go towards Mainville yeah. on April 5th. Now, if you drive by and you don't see it till the 7th, Obviously, some delays can come up, but that's definitely what I'm <laughs> most excited for is launching that and, and starting to let people know that, you know, not quite as many people binge drink as you think here in yeah. Warren County. Yeah. So what is binge drinking? So when you look it up, binge drinking is traditionally uh, four to five standard drinks mm-hmm. in uh, two hours sitting, um, which sounds like a tremendous amount. People are like, oh, you know, yeah, if I'm drinking, I probably won't have four or five. Uh, but the key word there is standard drink. So if you're talking about a beer, usually 12 ounces, about 4, 4.5% alcohol. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is it volume or is it alcohol content? A little bit of both, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, a standard drink for something like uh, a liquor is mm-hmm. going to be different in terms of volume compared to a standard drink in terms of beer. Right, right. yeah. Um, so again, if let's say uh, 12 ounces, 4.5% is one standard drink. Okay, so so is your is your campaign then about 
you know, I hear you saying bring awareness and define some of these things around binge drinking, but is your is the goal just to document the binge drinking that's occurring or to reduce uh, your perceived or the perception of how much binge drinking is occurring? What's the goal? What we're trying to do is let people know that the data just doesn't back that up. Uh, okay. So the number is, just so everyone's aware, it's 85% of Warren County adults don't binge drink. Uh, okay. When they do drink, they drink responsibly and we're aiming to define that a little bit and okay. give some context to, what, context to what responsible drinking is and what it means. So I feel like this involves, like, I mean, you guys are in the community, you're talking to the community, you're getting the word out as much as you can. Um, what do you feel like is the most, one of the most, like, important elements to have in a community discussion around this? Like, how can the community go out and, like, understand and, like, live out what you're saying? Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and, and I think you really hit the um, nail on the head there. Uh, anything and everything, especially you know, in a community like Warren County, starts with individuals talking with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's so much you know changing uh, in the last year, year yeah. and a half here. Oh, yeah. uh, I think one of the big mm-hmm. things, uh, specifically around alcohol, that you know everyone should keep an eye out for and have some discussions about would be the Doras. Okay. Um, the, What's that? <laughs> Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I have a little one, and, and he's not quite into Dora yet. But no, this I Dora like that is phase. the designated, <laughs> I believe it stands for designated outdoor refreshment area. Yeah. Um, so there's one right here uh, nowadays in Lebanon, Ohio, um, okay. where our offices are at. Um, and this is where, you know, a city and local businesses come up with some guidelines to where um, patrons and customers can, you know, buy an alcoholic beverage at one location, and as long as they stay within... Um, certain restricted areas, they can actually, you know, walk down the sidewalk with that beverage to another location and and kind of continue. One thing that when we first heard about Dora's, uh, I couldn't help but think, is this just more of a urban beer garden? I mean, uh, when I go to festivals, there's always the beer garden uh, where you can go and you can, you know, have your drinks and sit down and visit with other people. So it's in like a contained area. Yeah, in a contained area. So is this uh, like an urban beer garden? That's definitely one way to look at it. I've never heard of it thought that way. Myself, I always looked at it uh, kind of almost like uh, everyone knows, you know, in Vegas, for instance, you, mm-hmm. you can, you know, walk anywhere in Vegas. Oh, it's almost yeah. like the, all of Vegas City is a Dora. Okay. It's like taking that same concept and rather than have it be an entire city, whether that's um, Mason or Lebanon or anything like that, kind of restricting it to, um, you know, a certain city block. Okay. Yeah. Along those lines, but it is I've definitely like an extended, uh, an extended beer garden. That is definitely perhaps a better way of describing it, and definitely makes me think. Yeah. Have you seen those signs up? No, I haven't. They're like not even that big. They're like maybe, I don't know, twelve. Not even twelve by twelve. I think they're smaller than that. But they say like Dora, so it's like from this street to this street. Okay. So. Interesting. Um, and we have them in Salem. I mean, in Lebanon here. He yeah. almost said Salem because yes. he's from Oregon. Right. I almost, yeah. Well, you know, because out there, I think, uh, yeah, you know, I was funny. pretty used to seeing drinking. Uh, I think there was some different laws out there, but uh, there was a lot of drinking in, in town. The West Coast is a lot different than the Midwest. So. Right, right. We'll just say that. Yeah. So in, in Lebanon, we have those signs right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's Silver Street. Okay. Uh, where there's a number of establishments here in Lebanon. Um, some have been around for a long, long time. And growing up in Lebanon, you know, I, I'm you know, honestly, always happy to support local businesses. So I'm interested to see kind of how um, it plays into everything, especially in this new world after COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I think it could be um, a good way for people to, um, you know, connect, bring people together, foster local growth and business development and things. And, you know, is always, you know, a potential good conversation. For yeah. Absolutely. Well, and so, 
what are some other things that you need to consider when uh, considering putting in a Dora in a particular community? What are what are some data or some factors that you think you need to watch to be sure of? Yeah, well, I mean, our biggest thing, a, a core component of our campaign, the Be One of Us piece, mm-hmm. um, as much as we're talking about Warren County adults, because realistically, if you're going to be drinking, you should be an adult, 21 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but something that we're really monitoring is, you know, why are we not seeing um, underage drinking numbers drop significantly over the past 10 years? Yeah. And one of our big pushes with the Be One of Us campaign is actually encouraging adults to drink responsibly, to mm-hmm. practice low-risk drinking guidelines, um, not binge drink, uh, because what we know is that, you know, adult behaviors and adult actions yeah. um, are significant and very important to, you know, how kids develop and what they believe and perceive is okay. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, our kids are seeing adults binge drinking regularly. It sends a very subtle but very clear message that, okay, that's acceptable behavior. That's something mm-hmm. that we should be doing. And it kind of continues those... Uh, misconceptions that, oh, everyone binge drinks, right? Yeah. And again, now we know that's simply not the case. So I would say one of the things that would be an interesting conversation and something to keep an eye out for with the Doras is, again, for um, adult responsible behavior, yep. it, it, of it's course. fun. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there's families down there shopping, mm-hmm. and intermingling, and those sorts of things, which, again, if we're role modeling responsible drinking, can... Uh, could be a good argument that it's a it's a positive, right? Yeah. Um, however, if we have individuals that are again are binge drinking and role modeling that behavior in front of our youth, acting disorderly out on the streets, and exactly, yep. it can kind of compound that misconception and keep us in this cycle where we're, that we're currently in, where kids are being you know raised up in a society where binge drinking is perceived to be the norm. Mm-hmm. So then you know they engage in that behavior because they perceive that everyone does it, right? Yeah. Um, misconception because that's exactly what it is so i think that'd be something to keep an eye out for with the doras is just you know what kind of behavior is going on there and then what is the population is it mostly adults participating in the doras or is there still a large family and child presence there yeah what is that role modeling for them interesting so holly i'm going to change my original answer where i thought uh yeah, these doors were a glorified beer garden and i'm uh i'm actually going to change it now to possibly a healthy uh responsible drinking exhibit right yeah right you're gonna be on exhibit you're gonna be like in this uh this area people are gonna be observing your behavior documenting it trying to there's there's one i i don't live in warren county i live in hamilton so Uh technically butler county not that far off but um there's been a door there for quite a while and i honestly as you talk i when i think about it because i live right in the dora like district i don't know is that what it's called oh you live in a dora i live in a dora interesting Huh. I live right downtown, so it's like. Yes, yeah, so you can just step outside of your apartment well, you with a drink have and. Specific Dora cups is the thing. So oh, that's there are comes Dora with, cups. Like supporting local business is because you have to get your drink from a place that has the Dora cup, oh. which is literally just a plastic cup that says like Dora. Interesting. I think. I mean, I feel like they're all the same. I mean, I don't know if this is in other states, but. I would think it'd be like a statewide thing. Whoever wants to participate can participate. But people have been responsible about it. Like I haven't seen, I feel like you have that, like I have the picture in my mind of like people just stumbling out of a bar at night because mm-hmm. there's whatever. Um, but that's not what I see at all in the door where I live. Like people are going from place to place, but they're supporting different spots. There's lots of outdoor seating. People like take their beer into the park that's there. And it's just like, I don't know. I just don't see like people crazy drunk out there. Oh, 100%. And, so and that's maybe why it's our, great. Yeah, and that's why our campaign, a lot of the words that we use when we're talking about responsible drinking and what does that mean, we don't say things like, um, 
you know, we very intentionally use words like up to X amount of drinks per hour or up to X amount of drinks per week will keep you kind of in a safe, lowest drinking guideline uh, because we want people to know that, you know, um, as adults, you know, in, uh, in our society, um, you know, you can partake in those activities safely and responsibly. Uh, we're just trying to, you know, increase awareness around, you know, what it means um, when you're getting um, more into a high-risk category. And then perhaps more importantly, you know, as an adult, what that potentially role models to a kid. Yeah. Uh, but I agree, a lot of times, especially right here in Lebanon, I do see people practicing responsible drinking, mm-hmm. which is why we're trying to let everyone know 85% of individuals do yeah. practice responsible drinking and lowest drinking guidelines. It's not quite as common um, that, yeah, you get the stuff. Yeah, you like see on the media, and you see in the media too. So it's like great for, I mean, kids to see the opposite of what the media displays <laughs> yeah. a lot of times. So. I think that's good for them, but... Um, yeah, and I, I think that's fantastic. One of the things that I think, and, you know, and I just really appreciate you being here, Zach, and sharing some of this, because I think it'll be interesting to see how these things change, kind of the, um, uh, just the community response to drinking, um, possibly in the form of changing policing. I mean, looking at having police hot more... Hot topic. Yeah, right? A hot topic, but having a higher police presence might be a good thing, having them uh, walk the beat, so to speak, where they're out on the street meeting people, talking with people, um, and just have a different kind of relationship with the community. Um, so, I, yeah, I just think uh, doors are kind of an interesting idea about where they could go and what they could influence. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so that's another piece of prevention that's happening in Warren County. Thank you for coming in and, and being on the podcast. Yes, thank you, Zach. Talking yeah. to community members. So. Thrilled to be here. Thrilled Peace be out, here. y'all.